sait bien que tous ces bons vieillards seraient dans le paradis. Il faudrait bien que tous ces bons vieillards seraient dans le paradis. Et que toutes les bonnes vieilles seraient ailleurs, tchan compagnie. Cela m'irait, cela m'irait jouer. Welcome to part two of our podcast, where we continue to examine the mystery of Louisbourg's Lament, more commonly known as La Complainte de Louis Bois. In the first part of this episode, we discussed Helen Creighton's pivotal role in preserving this unique Acadian folk song. In part two, we will analyze the details included in this song to see if it holds up historically under scrutiny. Unfortunately, as is the case with the vast majority of traditional songs, It is difficult to know for certain the true origins of Louisbourg's lament, if they are ever uncovered at all. The oral tradition, as opposed to that of pen and paper, will inevitably degrade the original lyrics of a song over the course of time. It's something that adds to the mystique of traditional songs, but will always leave a question mark where one might prefer something more tangible. Still, there is much to be said about the historical details that are contained within the verses of this centuries-old ballad. A few years after the initial recording made in 1944, Acadian folklorist Anselm Chiasson published the lyrics of this song in his book series Chansons d'Acadie. This version of the song differs slightly from Tom Doucette's lyrics and appeared to point to the first siege of Louisbourg which took place during the spring and summer of 1745. Why can we say that? There is a hint in stanza number four. It states that at the surrender of the town, the French garrison of Louisbourg, sort de leur chaumière, armes et tambours patents, or in English, the garrison leaves their dwellings with their sidearms, drums beating. These were part of the articles of capitulation granted to the French garrison by the English after their surrender in 1745. It's a different story at the surrender of Louisbourg in 1758, where the French garrison left as prisoners of war. After identifying which siege this song is referring to, the rest of the details quickly fall into place. The song opens with the words C'était toi mon empereur qui m'avait placé gouverneur de Louisbourg. Or in English, it was you my emperor that made me governor of Louisbourg. Knowing now that we're talking about the first siege of Louisbourg, it becomes clear that these words are spoken by Louis Dupont du Chambon, the governor of Louisbourg during the first siege. He is addressing none other than the King of France, Louis XV. Whether or not du Chambon ever received a meeting with the king to explain the loss of the colony isn't clear, although according to historians T.A. Crawley and Bernard Poitier, he did travel to Versailles in September of 1745 on official business. As far as the use of the word empereur to address the king of France during the 18th century, this is simply an anachronism. It is similar to Shakespeare having included a clock in the play Julius Caesar, which is actually set some 1500 years before the invention of the clock. King Louis XV never did hold the title of emperor, and it's highly unlikely that anyone would have used such a term, even symbolically, to refer to the King of France during the 18th century. 
Interestingly, his actual title was visible to the population of Lewisburg from a plaque found on the Frederick Gate located at the quay, King of France and Navarre, albeit in Latin. The use of the word empereur to address a French ruler suggests a date after 1804, that being the year Napoleon crowned himself Emperor of the French. Worthy of note are the many songs about Napoleon that circulated through Acadian circles in the Maritimes during the first three decades of the 19th century. This was noted in Conrad Lafort's Catalogue de la Chanson Folklorique Française, confirming that the Acadians were aware of what was transpiring across the Atlantic. As we continue to study the lyrics, we note in the second stanza, Lewisburg is cryptically replaced with the word Philisbourg, and it is by far the most obscure reference in the entire song. Philisbourg was the French name for the fortress of Philipsburg located on the border of France and Germany. In 1734, it was the location of a major siege conducted by the French against the Austrians, culminating in Philipsburg surrendering to the French. How could Philipsburg have found its way into a traditional Acadian song from Cape Breton? In compiling research for this topic, no direct link was found. It has been said that there exists a link to Philipsburg through Governor Duchambon. However, the definitive biography of the entire Dupont family, written by historian Egidius Voteux, fails to mention anything about this European fortress. A few similarities do exist, though, between Lewisburg and Philipsburg. Firstly, Philipsburg was known for its crumbling fortifications, and second, its location was poorly chosen, much like Lewisburg. Interestingly, Le Poupet de la Boularderie, a prominent resident of Cape Breton Island during that time, was a veteran of the 1734 Siege of Philipsburg. As well, he assisted Lewisburg in its preparation for the siege, before being captured when the English landed not far from the fortress walls. Perhaps this is the source of comparison between Lewisburg and Philipsburg, but there is no evidence to suggest that this is the case. We find more rich descriptive detail in stanzas 3 and 5. The English were Nuit et jour de leurs tranchées creusant et coulant leurs eaux. In English, night and day in their trenches digging, draining off the water a detail not found in many history books written about Louisbourg's two sieges, but actually included in the Lettre d'un habitant de Louisbourg. The letter was published not long after the 1745 siege by an eyewitness. The English are also kept busy by the Dauphin, or the Dauphin Bastion, located on the landward side of the fortifications. This was the epicenter for the two opposing armies and both the English and French kept up an almost constant barrage of artillery fire throughout the duration of the siege. Then the song provides us with a list of Louisbourg's provision left within the town after the French surrendered, specifically 1,000 barrels of gunpowder. Near the end of the anonymous Lettre d'un habitant de Louisbourg, we take note of a fascinating observation about how many barrels they actually had left. And I quote, What above all caused our decision to capitulate was the small quantity of powder we still had. I am able to affirm that we had not enough left for three charges, 
Upon this, it is sought to deceive the public who are ill-informed. It is desired to convince them that 20,000 pounds still remain. Signal Falsehood So it is quite possible that the civilian population believed that they had an ample amount of gunpowder left at the time of the town's surrender, possibly upwards of 1,000 barrels. Historically, this version, Lewisburg's Lament, holds up very well to what is known about the first siege of Lewisburg during the spring of 1745. Although likely composed or heavily altered during the early 19th century, it does seem likely that the information contained within this centuries-old traditional Acadian ballad did indeed stem from someone who knew Lewisburg very, very well. In Part 3, we will study the possibility of how this information may have traveled to the quaint, idyllic region of Shady Camp, Nova Scotia. <laughs>